Welcome to Malkia Sunrise. My name is Wanjiro and I'll be your tour guide through these Pride Lands. And in each episode, we seek to deconstruct gender norms and hunt for the African story. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Malkia Sunrise. It's been about six weeks since I recorded my last episode and there's a reason behind it. Um, I am okay, I'm healthy. My family is fine, although there's a lot that's going on um, at this time. Everyone is fine and I'm good. So what is the reason behind the silence? Well, my episode today is around, it's a bit of around imposter syndrome, um, my struggle with imposter syndrome. And in addition to that, my interaction with myself my self-belief, the conversations I have with myself, but but mainly around imposter syndrome and how how it's shown up not only in my professional life, but also in my personal life. And it's it's one of those episodes when you know when I started out this podcast, I was so sure it's gonna be a hundred percent focused on gender equality conversations. And for for most part I didn't expect that I would bring myself to the table and and talk about my struggles and my challenges and and some of the things that have shaped me to to be who I am today and to get where I am today but I think it's very important for me to have this conversation so so just going back to my previous podcast and and it was a very heavy conversation for me and and probably for anyone else who was listening it's it's a conversation that is not easy to have, uh, but it's a very imp important conversation to be had. I, I still strongly believe that we cannot be silent anymore around domestic violence. We have to speak out, and not just domestic violence, but any form of violence and discrimination against women. I, I, I strongly believe we cannot be silent anymore. We have to find a way to get our voices out there and heard. But that's not today's episode. So but it does form the basis of today's episode. So I, I recorded the episode and, and just as I said in that uh, during my recording, it took me three tries to, be, to finally get through and complete the entire episode. And I received feedback from a number of, of you who listen. And one person whose feedback is really important to me came back to me and said, Shiro, I love the content. I love what you're doing. However, you held yourself back in that episode. And we di you didn't bring out your, the emotion, the, you know, I could tell, I know you're, you're really passionate about this, but you didn't bring out that passion in the episode. You didn't bring that anger, that, you know, that all your emotions, you just, you didn't bring them to the table. You kept, holding back at any time we thought you're going to to bring in the strong emotions you were feeling you 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 had a pause and you continued just the same way you were you know trying to maintain control of your emotions and i sat with that conversation you know it was it was very very good feedback it was important feedback i think it's the it's among the best conversations i've had this year because it's packed something it's packed a series well it did spark a series but there's a lot that happened between 
that conversation, which I had immediately after the recording of my podcast and uploading it. And now a series of events and incidences have happened that have, that almost seem to build on that conversation of, of, you know, bringing myself to the, to the table fully with my emotions, with whatever state of mind I am in, just, just being present with it and, and, and letting it show. And honestly, this is going to be also a difficult episode for me to, to record because I have to, for me to be authentic in this conversation, I have to bring myself. And if you know me personally, and you know me well enough, you know I tend to be very transactional. It's it's not intentional, but when I look at all my interactions from my friendships, from my work, um, from my acquaintances, any interactions that any interaction I have, even with my parents and my siblings, a lot of my interactions are very transactional. And and not transactional in, in what's in it for me, but transactional in this is the end goal of this conversation, or this is the this is where we're headed to. So if and and to the extent where last last year or the year, well, a couple of I'll say I think two years back. Yeah, let's say two years back or so. About two years back, when I started um, trying to be more conscious and more 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 present in my conversations and more present with with people, I had lunch with one of my sisters. And when we were having lunch, she said, "I I think it's time to have this conversation." And she said, "You know, for a long time I have interacted with you as a mother figure instead of as a sibling. That's that's how transactional I used to get." where even with my siblings it's more like you need to do this you have to do this instead of just being there and 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 just hanging <laughs> and just being uh present yeah so so anyway so that's that's a, that's a story for another day but yes so she you know she came up and she's like girl my most of my interactions with you have always been more mother figure who is always giving advice and it's not you know is we need to develop this friendship and i felt it oh my god i was so emotional after that lunch i i think i may have shared that to you too because i felt i have locked out well not locked out that's not the right word to use but i have limited and i have transactionalized for lack of a better word that's the only one that is coming to my head right now but i have made it so you know that everything needs to fit in this box so if i'm interacting with my whether it's my sister this is how we do it because this is how you need to see me and i wasn't bringing myself to those conversations and my friends as well yes I'll, I'll call you i'll be like let's hang out let's let's have a coffee let's chat um but the extent of my interaction with you is transactional look um what's happening um let's solve your problem if it's a problem solving let's let's get to the solution of the problem yeah this is what you're going through okay so have you thought about doing this or have you done this or what about this or what about you know <laughs> So that, that was me in conversations. 
always looking to, you know, this is a challenge we need to solve, or this is someone who needs me to listen. Let me just be present and listen. But 90% of the time, being there without being there. If, you know, you, yes, you will know that I'm listening to you, but my whole self is not there. My, my vulnerability is not showing up in that conversation. I'm holding back because there's a way I need to be seen, because there's a way I need to be perceived. And which is what has what came out very clearly during that recording of my podcast. It came, you know, what, what was there was me trying to control myself, trying to ensure that I'm in control of everything, of the situation, of what is going on. Of the conversation you're not you know i'm not too emotional i'm not too angry i'm not too which is funny because i was talking about women just showing up and being there and and yet i wasn't showing up in that in that conversation so that was that those are two things that 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 have happened then something else happened um so someone sent me an opportunity a really really great opportunity and 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 we went through it you know, this is this is a friend of mine who I speak to quite a bit and um, knows what is going on in my professional and personal life. And they send me an opportunity and they're like, you know what, Wajiro, I think you fit into this opportunity perfectly. Please make sure you put in your application for this. And those are actually two opportunities. One was um, the Google Podcasts opportunity and another opportunity that I will not speak about here. And I looked at both opportunities. Um, for the Google one, I put a reminder. I downloaded the application. I started applying. And then I got somewhere where they, I got somewhere along the question, filling in the questions. And I said, mm, I don't think I'm good enough to fill this in. I'm not ready. I've only recorded like three episodes. So let me take some time. Uh, and then I'll come back to this application. Taking some time means procrastinating. Every single day, I'd sit down at my laptop. I'd, so I have my schedule arranged in such a way that I have times when I stop and, and look at what I, you know, what, what is in my calendar and what are those tasks that I need to check off. And that task was outstanding in my calendar the entire time the opportunity was open. And every day I'd sit there and I'd look at it and I'd write two, three sentences and I tell myself, it's not good enough, come back tomorrow or come back later. And my having that, my telling myself that I'm not good enough, that I need to do work more on it, that I, I don't have enough episodes to submit an application, I procrastinated so much that I missed the deadline. And I beat myself up about it for not meeting that deadline. And I, you know, afterwards I came back and I'm like, why didn't I just fill in that application and, you know, submit it as it was? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's besides the point. But anyway, so my imposter syndrome again showed up when this opportunity came up. So that was one, the Google one. Then and, and there was a separate opportunity, a different opportunity for a role, an Africa-wide um, role. It was, I can't call it, it's more than a job. It's not a job. So it's something that I can be able to do while, it's one of those opportunities, call it like a sort of fellowship that I can do while I'm in full-time employment. 
And I told my friend, uh, nope, there's no way I will be shortlisted for that opportunity. Because look, look at the, you know, and you went through the entire application in terms of look at who is judging the application, look at who sits on the board of that organization, look at look at the uh, alumni, you know, you have Stanford, Harvard, London School of Economics, all these people who are who have gone, who have attended Ivy League schools, and I told myself, there is no way, no way I will qualify for that opportunity. I still have 10 days before that opportunity closes, and I am I am going to, and, and this is my commitment, that I am actually going to put in a, an, an, an application for it. Whether I get it or not, I am going to, to do something about it. I'm going to put in a, an application. So there was that. Um, so why am I speaking about my process? I mean, why why did I feel like I need to speak about it? Well, in addition to well, actually, so this is the reason why I brought it to this to this conversation, and why I've been talking transactional <laughs> because that's the last conversation I had before I decided that I'm going to record this podcast. So uh, we are undertaking some activities in the office and some of the exercises include um, some form of role playing and during the role play so you have yourself um, and the person who you're role playing with and then you have an observer and during my turn in the role play I did I did what I I did the best I could and at the end the observer when when giving back feedback they said the exact words were, Wajiro, in that 10, 15 minutes, I saw two different people. One who was very transactional, which is my nature, that I'm very transactional. But when I caught myself halfway being transactional, I immediately switched and and tried to bring myself and to be present in that conversation. And 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 she said she caught it on and she's like i saw two different people i saw a very transactional person and then i saw the real you you brought yourself into that conversation and that statement that you know that someone picking it and just being like look this is who you are and look at how you showed up and the first conversation that i spoke about at the beginning of this podcast where you know, I received feedback that I was not being present. I was not bringing myself fully to the table. Plus all the opportunities I have let pass because I told myself I'm an imposter. All of it culminated in me saying, look, I think it's about time I talk about it because when I, and, and this is not the first time I've tried to have this uh, conversation around imposter syndrome. I've, I have tried to have a conversation around what I feel, my imposter syndrome. And when I and, and when I tried to have it, I'll say that I had it with the wrong person. Because when I told them that I have imposter I'm feeling, you know, that imposter syndrome, they're like, please, really? You, of all people? How dare you? You know, like, you look like you're bragging about all your achievements. So stop talking up to us about imposter syndrome. And I stop, and I never spoke about it again. But I think it's so important for us to talk about the struggles we have um, in doing things. What are the things that hold us back? 
what what holds me back from applying for opportunities what holds me back from being present what holds me back from being that 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 real me what what holds me back from bringing Wajiro to that to our friendship to the extent where you can you know me and my vulnerabilities so i'm not i'm not i'm not fronting this perfect um nothing bothers her she doesn't react and 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 i've heard this from a few of my bosses before that even in the face of you know the world could be breaking <laughs> that there could be we could be in the middle of a crisis and you will never tell that i have a crisis going on or that there's a crisis in that office or that there's a catastrophe that has just taken place because i am calm i am i don't bring those emotions i don't allow the turmoil that is happening inside during a crisis to show on my face to show physically to be present with me i am the epitome of calmness and then I'll come home when I'm by myself and all, all of it will come out. And so what prevents me from just being real, from just being there? So I found, um, I here's what I found, or here's what occurred to me, or here's one of the answers that, that I got in, in, in the duration. So as, as I was just thinking and sitting with all this feedback and everything that has happened, um i i received a, a video and shout out to bruce of dadding different i love what you're doing and i was having a conversation with him and and he sent me a video uh, a youtube video um about is education killing creativity and within that video so i'm not going to talk about education killing creativity no but within that video something profound you know something occurred to me let me let me not say something profound, but, but something as i was listening because i listened to that video about maybe four or five times you know how you hear something and you're like no let me let me go back and listen to it again no let me go back and listen to it again so so the the it's a it's a ted talk by sir ken robinson and, and the the title is actually do schools kill creativity not education do schools kill creativity and within that conversation sir ken talks about mistakes and he talks about how how schools and how the entire education system is has a magnified mistake. So, you know, we've gotten to a point where we're so scared of making mistakes. And think about your interactions at work, at home, wherever it is, you're always so scared of making a mistake. If you're driving and you see a cop, the first thing you think about is like, have I made a mistake? You know, everywhere, if, you're if your boss calls you in there, like I want to see you in my office, the first thing is, what mistake have I made? We're so scared of making mistakes. And for me, it's so true that it shows up everywhere, every single place in my life. It shows up in my work. It shows up in my friendships. It shows up in my my life goals that I, you know, I I set this really ambitious goals, 
I know where I want to go, and yet I'm so scared of making a mistake that I hold myself back. I procrastinate because I'm like, I don't want to make a mistake, so let me take some time to do a bit more research because, before I get into that. And, and I procrastinate, and then I'm late in submitting something. I'm late in meeting the deadline. And then I beat myself about it. And, you know, and, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And it's the same thing even in my friendships. I'm, I'm so scared of making a mistake or saying something and making a mistake in that conversation that... I hold myself back. I don't bring myself fully into that conversation. I don't bring myself fully into that friendship. I will be seated in a group and there'll be a conversation running and, and sometimes I'll just sit back and be quiet because I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I will be interacting with my siblings and I'll be like, look, I'm the firstborn. I have to be a good example. So I... I won't say that or I, I won't show up like that. I will be the responsible adult. I will hold myself back. And it it was so, it was like, like, you know, light bulb. Like, oh my God, I this is, this is the basis of my imposter syndrome. I'm so scared of making mistakes that I don't bring myself. So I was so scared I had my entire episode planned out, but I was so scared of making a mistake in that episode, of saying the wrong thing, of, of revealing something, or of, I don't know, being judged. Yeah, actually being judged that I did not bring myself fully into that conversation. I didn't bring myself. I, I wasn't vulnerable enough. I didn't allow my vulnerability to show. I didn't show up fully. And... You know, now I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm making conscious effort to actually make more mistakes. It's going to be a difficult journey. And and like I said, this is a journey that has that started a while back from from when my sister felt that I had I had broken some barriers enough because I did realize that a lot of my my interactions were very transactional. And so I, I've been slowly and consciously making effort. And so it's it's a journey. And I just want to say to anyone who's listening to me, if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, if you're struggling with procrastination, 90% of the time, it's our, it's our perfectionism. It's my perfectionism. It's your perfectionism showing up as you not wanting, you know, you, you, you want everything to be so perfect, just get on making mistakes. And it's okay. I think that's the most important part. And that's the message I'm going to leave this close this episode with that it's okay to make mistakes there's nothing wrong with making mistakes i didn't say repeat the same mistake over and over again learn from your mistakes but it's okay to make mistakes so let's make as many mistakes as we can let's learn from our mistakes and let's fight imposter syndrome I'll talk more about imposter syndrome at another episode. When if if I'd love to hear from you, how have you handled, have you tackled imposter syndrome in your life? What have you done to overcome it? Um, and yeah, let's talk, let's chat. But that's me. This is me being me, being real, and bringing myself to the table. That's all for today. Thanks.